Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 930 in 716. More follow-up to yesterday's discussion with Congressman Chris Collins and this weekend's student-organized gun forum on the podcast. It should be a spirited discussion, uh, but I do think uh, that these students have advanced a a very rational and very reasonable uh, basis for holding this. We have moderators there who are going to be asking the questions, so people can send the questions in and they'll be asked by the moderators, but no shouting or yelling or anything that would denote it make it into an uncomfortable setting is going to occur. I'm Tim Wenger on the podcast powered by the Brothers of Mercy, a five-star rated skilled nursing residence offering affordable living in a country setting. Yesterday, we heard from Congressman Chris Collins and his rationale for not attending this weekend's student-organized gun forum at St. Paul's Cathedral. Well, discussion uh, that is based on fact uh, about uh, a ban uh, making illegal uh, assault weapons in America. Today, Congressman Brian Higgins. He is part of the forum discussion. If you look at the Newtown, Connecticut, Sandy Hook Elementary School, 28 people were killed, 20 kids between the ages of 6 and 7. Uh, the shooter did uh, was able to uh, kill and destruct uh, within five minutes. You had one shooter. That's a mass murder. Uh, with an assault weapon, that's a weapon of mass destruction. Uh, the same is true with the Pulse uh, nightclub uh, shooting in Orlando. 59 people dead, 58 people wounded, one shooter. Uh, within nine minutes, uh, that assault weapon is a weapon of mass destruction. Las Vegas, uh, 58 people dead, 851 injured. In 10 minutes, one shooter with an assault weapon. Uh, At the very least, we should be able to achieve uh, a ban on assault weapons. Uh, And keep in mind that uh, federal courts uh, have ruled that a ban on assault weapons does not violate the Second Amendment. Uh, So there's no constitutional issue here. It's simply a, a rational society uh, taking uh, legislative action to 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 make illegal uh, the the possession and purchase of an assault weapon because they are deemed to be uh, weapons of mass destruction. And those three incidences that I just cited are clear and compelling uh, reasons to ban assault rifles. Uh, Congressman, uh, we understand that high school students have organized this event. Uh, is this your understanding? Uh, it is, and I met with a group of students earlier this week uh, in my uh, Buffalo office, some of whom will be participating uh, in this uh, event on, on Saturday. Uh, we heard from Congressman Chris Collins this morning on our air saying that he would not participate, that he felt this would turn into an anti-Second Amendment rally. Um, uh, 
how disappointed are you that he, uh, Congressman Collins won't be taking part on Saturday? Well, that's his decision. Uh, but what I will tell you in the uh, meeting that I had with students, uh, they are clear that uh, they are respectful of uh, people who, you know, uh, uh, believe that uh, the Second Amendment uh, allows uh, individuals to protect themselves, to obtain uh, weapons for uh, shoot for sport and for hunting. Uh, this is not about the Second Amendment. This is about uh, what uh, we can do to keep people protected uh, within uh, the parameters of the Second Amendment. And there's not a federal court uh, that has ever said that uh, a ban on uh, weapons of mass destruction, a ban on assault rifles, uh, could not be achieved legislatively and uh, also uh, uphold uh, the principles of the Second Amendment. So I don't buy uh, the constitutional uh, argument against uh, a ban on assault weapons because there does not exist uh, a federal court uh, that has uh, deemed uh, that assault rifles are protected under the Second Amendment. Uh, Congressman, um, do you anticipate that uh, this will, event will be... Uh... Uh, vociferous with and and loud with signs, or do you expect this to be more like a very orderly, quiet uh, conversation? I have no idea. I'm a, I'm a guest. I was asked to be there, and I'm, I'm pleased to participate. And it should be a spirited discussion. Uh, but I do think uh, that these students have advanced a, a very rational and very reasonable uh, basis for holding this. They are looking to be protected uh, from another incident that includes one shooter and uh, a mass shooting, be it at a school or a public place or, or anywhere. And I think that's a reasonable expectation. They believe that the United States Congress is not protecting them. And when uh, the United States Congress can take action, which is entirely consistent with the Second Amendment, to ban assault rifles, to ban weapons of mass destruction that have been involved in uh, mass shootings, uh, that is something that Congress can do. In addition to background checks, in addition to mental health uh, funding, in addition to if you can't get on an airplane because you're on a terror watch list, you shouldn't be able to obtain, you shouldn't be able to purchase uh, a weapon of any kind, uh, let alone a, an assault rifle. So there's a lot of uh, area here that uh, that would allow us legally within uh, the, the, the Constitution to take action to protect uh, uh, the general public uh, from uh, uh, death and destruction uh, from a mass shooting and similar to the ones that have taken place in the last couple of years. So uh, there's plenty of room. I think there's plenty of room for spirited dialogue. And that should be a basis from which to take uh, legislative action in the United States Congress to protect people. And again this time, one of the organizers insisting this will be an event with decorum, and it's completely operated and planned by students. Uh, it's solely run by students. I can tell you firsthand that we've booked the place, we've invited all the people, we've, done, we've been contacting the event coordinator at St. Paul's. It's completely run by us. Andrew Kowalczyk is a Clarence High School senior. Basically, we saw the tweet by David Hogg, one of the survivors of Parkland, saying that everyone should have a town hall to listen to your representatives and try to hear them out and also uh, communicate with them. So going from there, basically, I was invited to a, a vigil to speak at on the topic of gun violence. And Within the group, uh, New Yorkers Against Gun Violence, many students were willing to participate. 
So basically the guy who was at the head of it just plopped us all in a group and he said, all right, this is what you guys have, this is what you guys should do. If you guys want to do this, go ahead with it. I'm just going to be hands off. Just, just go. And from there, we just started planning this event. So outside of getting the incentive to do this from David Hogg, there's been no other influence from him or others? No, it's been completely run by us. Now, uh, what do you make of that uh, claim from Chris Collins yesterday that this is simply going to be, uh, he called it a, a circus, that it would get out of hand if he attended, just kind of people going after him and attacking him on this issue? What do you see happening tomorrow? Well, first, we have moderators there which who are going to be asking the questions. So people can send their questions in, and they'll be asked by the moderators, but no shouting or yelling or anything that would denote it, make it into an uncomfortable setting is going to occur. And just the whole idea of a circus, I mean, it's a little ridiculous, I think. Uh, if he had actually listened to what we were going to say on it, and if he had actually participated, I think he would have found out that we're simply trying to propose solutions and find different ways to look at an issue. Is the public invited to this? Yeah, certainly. The public is definitely invited to this. We've been trying, we've been pushing largely on social media to get people involved just because we know that that's how our main focus is inviting students, but anyone who wants to come. But are you worried that maybe some other factions or groups or organizations might show up and try to commandeer it? Well, again, that's why we have the moderator. It's not going to be an open mic where anyone can just say anything. If they want to make a point, they're going to have to send it up to the front. So uh, I would say no one's going to end up commandeering it. Uh, one of the other things Chris Collins said yesterday on the air with us was that many of the people involved, the high schoolers, you know, they're not 18, they're not old enough to vote, and uh, they're not in his district. Uh, can you give us an idea of some of the students you've spoken with uh, about this forum? Who will be in attendance, and what do students your age plan to do in November? Will a lot, a lot of them be old enough to vote, and uh, are they registered? Do they plan on going out and showing their feelings at the polls? Yeah, I would say that definitely a lot of people my age are going to be 18, and they're going to be ready to vote. And I've already registered to vote personally, but I think a lot of people also have, especially with the... I, at our clients' walkout, I know we were handing out voter registration forms. A lot of people took them. So I would expect that people who want to vote are going to vote. The forum is set for Saturday at 1.30 at St. Paul's Cathedral in downtown Buffalo. Back Monday. That's 9.30 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.